In today's show, we look ahead to Saturday in the NBA. What we're watching for, who we're streaming in, what happens for the next four days. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're looking ahead to Saturday in the NBA, we're looking to what we're going to do in stream. It's six games on. We're going to look at the next four days as well, heading out of this week into maybe your first week of the fantasy playoffs. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> first game is a rematch. We saw this game yesterday, Toronto and Washington, and the Wizards got the uh, got the better of Toronto. I wonder if Nicholas Nurse learned any lessons in that game. That's what we want to see at this point. What we know in terms of players who are out, Monte Morris is out with that um, back issue. Looks like he's going to be out for a while. That's going to be a common theme for this show. Monte Morris and his replacement. You probably saw the thumbnail. Um, he's out on the Toronto side. They're all good to go. So what are we watching for on Toronto? Well, number one is Jakob Pertl. They got cooked. He played 10 minutes in the first half. He had 22 minutes in the second half. Is this the beginning of 36 minutes a night, Jakob Pertl? I'm not going to hold my breath. But I don't know, for some reason, I just feel a little bit more confident that we're going to get big yak and big minutes. And that is bad for Gaz Trent, who stunk last game. Like he couldn't have stunk anymore, really. If he is a 20-minute-a-night player, which I don't think he is, as I detailed on yesterday's recap show, the fact that we got these random minutes for Will Barton and Thad Young thrown in there, they can all go towards Trent. But I I think his time of 34 minutes is cooked. There's no way Gary's getting that. He is moving definitely more into the Tim Hardaway three-point streaming zone versus a must-roster player. But how the minutes go between Trent here, what happens with Pirtle? Is he legitimately a top 20 guy rest of season? Or is he going to go back to playing those 29-minute, 28-minute nights? There is a lot to unpack there. And then for the Wizards, uh, how many times have I told you about these guys' names? Daniel Gafford and Dillon Wright. Daniel Gafford played 31 minutes last game with Kuzma, with Porzingis. Now, that is not a guarantee to happen every night, but it could happen again. Foul trouble is his biggest enemy? Absolutely. He's played 30 minutes in three straight games, two of those without Porzingis. He is locked in as a starter, I believe, for the rest of the season. And he should be locked onto fantasy teams. And, spoiler alert for the end of the show, the Wizards have one of the best schedules coming up as well. So just make sure Daniel Gafford is rostered. And the same for DeLon Wright. He was amazing last time against Toronto. Now, the couple of starts before that, he hadn't really done that much. The Steels hadn't been there, but you cannot leave him on the waiver wire. Again, schedule, unbelievably good. Roll, there, 30 minutes a night. You know who's not taking his role? Kendrick Nunn or Jordan Goodwin. Dillon's getting 30. And there'll be nights where he has six deals. There'll be nights where he has six points. But he is absolute, both of those guys, and I'm going to keep on saying it, until they pass my thresholds, which sounds rude, but it's not, until they get past my threshold of 50% rostered numbers in category leagues or 60% in points leagues, They're going to be on here as streaming options for you until that changes. 
But now we really want to watch what happens, what their role is. And I really put them there again to highlight how important it is that Daniel Gafford and Dylan Wright are rostered in fantasy leagues. Pistons-Cavs, this could be disastrous in terms of just a blowout. The Cavs are 11.5-point favorites on the Cleveland side. Last game, they went real hard. They lent massively into the starters, and that meant that the bench guys got no minutes. 15 for Wade, 5 for Osman, 7 for Rubio. 16 for Okoro as a starter. But I'm not sure that playing Boston or playing Detroit is the same thing. So we'll have to see what ends up happening with those um, without minutes there. On Detroit, we don't know whether Jalen Duran, the passport legend, Isaiah Stewart, the Flam and Galar. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flam and Galars. Or Hannibal Lecter himself, Isaiah Livers, whether they're going to play. They're all listed as questionable, and they all have massive, massive implications on their rotation. Because there is a center there in Duran, there is a power forward in Stewart, and there's another power forward in Livers. And the two guys who have stepped up recently have been James Wiseman Sr. and Marvin Bagley IV. Both of those guys have got extra minutes. The other guy is Hamadou Diallo. With Livers and Stewart out, he's played a lot more and played well also. And if Stewart, Duran, and Livers play, then Diallo and Wiseman and Bagley aren't just... They're not going to have the same opportunities, and they're not going to be 12-team league guys, would be my guess. But we don't know, which is unfortunate. For the Pistons, I do want to watch Jaden Ivey because he's playing better, but he seems like he's just going to play 31 minutes every night, and that's frustrating. And there's going to be nights where he goes, yeah, five of seven from the line or four of 10 from the field and have two assists and three rebounds, making him hard to look at as an absolute must-roster guy. But I think he probably should be added. There is a chance there is some improvement, but I'm, is Dwayne Casey ever going to just like take the handbrake off and let him play 35? I don't think so. And that's going to keep him down, paired with his substandard fantasy profile, makes him a guy that is more fringe than must. But let's see if we get more out of him here. Well, let's watch Marvin Bagley the fourth, James Wiseman. Like if Stewart and Duran play, will they still start Wiseman over Duran, over Stewart? What the hell minutes do they give him? There are What happens when Stewart, Duran, Livers, Wiseman, Bagley all play? Does somebody not play? Somebody should not play, but what will they do? We need to say that Wiseman has been better than he was in Golden State, but by no means has he been good. And he still shows all of the same fantasy deficits that he showed in Golden State. So if there is a situation where he's not playing 28 minutes as an unquestioned starter, then he's not a 12-team league guy. But the Cavs, I want to watch Karis LeVert because there is he's been getting the big minutes, or bigger minutes as the backup small forward. It was Isaac Okoro getting those minutes, but Okoro's minutes have gone from 37 against the Spurs on the 13th to 19, 20, 23, 21, 16. They've just cut his playing time almost in half. Not quite in half, but almost in half. And that's meant Levert has gone from playing like 20 minutes, 21 minutes. Levert played 20 minutes against the Spurs, and then since then, 28, 32, a random 9, 23, 33. He's not a 12-team league must roster player. He's streamable, especially in points leagues. And I want to watch Rick Rubio because he played seven minutes last game. He played 20 the game before that. And 20 and seven, for those of you who know how to count, that's a big difference. The 20 minutes for Rubio means he can get five assists and is valuable as a streamer in deeper formats. Seven minutes is useless. Now, I don't think seven minutes is real, but which one is it? Now, he is obviously never going to be a 12-team league guy this season. It's just impossible. I remember I got into some arguments with people saying that he was going to be a 12-team league guy this season. It just wasn't going to happen. And it's not going to happen now, but which one's real here? Like the last three games, I don't know how we judge this. 12, 20, and 7. 
very hard to know where those minutes or that value sits when things are all over the place like that. Today's episode is brought to you by Nissan Aria. Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The most electric player of the week for me this week is Darren Fox. Fox missed a game with a wrist injury, but in the two games he's played this week, he's averaging almost 38 points per game and 10 assists per game, shooting an unbelievable 61% from the field. I could extend this over the last nine games. He's shooting 57% over that time frame. Absolutely unstoppable from mid-range, and that ability to have power, grace, and speed, as well as fierceness and elegance is exactly what the Nissan Aria gives you as well. Fox delivers on duality, a combination of fierceness and elegance. He's beautiful, but strong. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Okay. Let's look at the next game. It is the Rockets and the Spurs. Just a reminder, there is going to be shenanigans in this game. There are also going to be shenanigans in the game the day after because they play each other back-to-back. Spurs, Rockets, Saturday. Spurs, Rockets, Sunday. There is going to be wild stuff going on, I think, mainly from the San Antonio side. Langford, I'm just going to guess, isn't going to play for San Antonio. Keldon Johnson, the horse, he sat out on um, on Thursday. Whose horse is that? I would be stunned if he played both Saturday and Sunday. I will be stunned if Vassell plays both Saturday and Sunday. I will be stunned if Trey Jones plays both Saturday and Sunday. Now, which games they sit out, I have absolutely no idea. In fact, I'd probably be stunned at this point if Malachi Branham plays both of those games. I wouldn't be shocked if Zach Collins sits one of them. Doug McDermott is currently questionable. He hurt his thumb. There's no way he plays both of those games. There is going to be big opportunities. We just don't know when they're going to arise. So you look at random stream guys like Blake Wesley, Cater Bates, Diop. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if you get a Dominic Barlow game across the weekend here. There's going to be some random stuff going on. Devontae Graham has a chance in some of these games to play 30 minutes. His minutes have been strong, which I do not understand for a single second why he has not played one game under 20 minutes. That is ridiculous. There is always streaming value in Graham, but we've got to watch to see who's in and who's out. So Langford, I'm guessing, is going to miss this groin injury. They just give us no updates. It's annoying. But Johnson, McDermott, Roby, all questionable. Who knows? Throw Sohan, Collins, Jones, Branham, Vassal onto that list as well. I just don't know what they're going to do. For Houston, last game, Ty Ty Washington left with a migraine. So he's the only guy I'm looking at is injured at the moment. For Houston, it's all about Tari Tank season. What we get with the minutes. Last four games, 23, 28, 31, 25 minutes. And yes, some of those games were without Green and Porter and Tate. But the last one had all those guys play. And Easton got 25 minutes. Yes, there was a lot of garbage time in that. And I still worry that we're going to come here and we're going to talk about this game on Saturday and he's going to have played 20 minutes. I worry about that. But you cannot, much like when talking about the Wizards guys, you cannot leave Tari Eason on the waiver wire because they have an unbelievable schedule coming up. So even if it is 20 minutes for Eason, the Rockets have a great schedule. And 20 minutes, one waiver ad, three games in four nights, it's awesome. And if they are actually leaning into playing one of their best players, which honestly, by every advanced metric, I think he's one of their top three players this season, Tari Eason. You probably want to get on board if they're going to give him 25 a night. I also want to watch Kevin Porter Jr. because he stunk in his first game back. Fair enough. First game back, 
toe injury, out for 20 games, and he's not that good, oh, that's fine. Let's see that he improved. I heard some people in some leagues, someone said, hey, Kevin Porter was dropped after the last game, which is obviously insane. If you held him for 20 games and he comes back, plays one game, and then you drop him, you've lost your mind. But people are reactive. Now, this is going to be, maybe this is 1% of leagues. If I go and look on Yahoo Fantasy Trends, I'm sure that I will see that he was dropped in like, you know, five leagues or something like that. But just just bit of patience, especially if he has another struggle game here, Kevin Porter. I'd be very interested to see like where he where he sits or what people end up doing with him. I'm just going to check to see if I can see how many people he's or how many leagues that Kevin Porter was dropped in recently. I don't think he's going to Oh, there we go. 69 leagues he's been dropped in. Giggity. It's too many. I don't know why that would have happened, but he's been dropped in 69 leagues over the last 24 hours. For the Spurs, we do want to watch Branham, who struggled with Vassell and Jones back. Not surprising. He really needs a perfect situation to be a 12-team league guy, but in one of these two games, he might get that. Not a must-roster guy. I think Jeremy Sohan probably is. Sohan, now. The problem with Sohan is we all love him from a fantasy perspective. Um, well, actually, we love him from a real-life perspective. I think he's going to be a really good player. But his fantasy game, like last game he had 32 usage. Is that a real thing? His lack of defensive stats, his iffy percentages make him a guy that you know, is Julius Randle very, very light. And that is not going to work for everybody. So let's see what we get out of him. Can big usage maintain? Or is he going to sit there and have 13, 5, and 4 with no steals, no blocks on 42 and 62, which is a shit fantasy line? but you, get, you can get sometimes sucked in by the scoring, which is in double digits. So we need to sort of see where he sits there. The next game is the Hawks and the Heat. Both of these teams are on a back-to-back. Um, Lowry is... I'm just going to assume that Kyle Lowry is double-cheeked up and out. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Jovic will be out. Yurt7 will be out. The big question marks here. Atlanta, they're pretty clean. Trey Young is probable for Friday's game. He should be okay. Um, Miami's big question mark is going to be the big fella himself, Jim Butler. Because he's my butler. Butler is questionable for Friday. I would say there is zero chance with knee soreness, with a questionable status, that Butler plays in both of these games. So if Butler plays Friday, almost no way he plays Saturday. The other one is Caleb Martin, who's dealing with an ankle issue. Um, He is questionable for Friday. Obviously, Butler and Martin's status impact Vincent, Love, Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, Haywood Highsmith, Max Struess. And then the other one to watch is Love. Like, will he play on the back-to-back? He played there Friday, Saturday, back-to-back as soon as he signed, which was interesting to see. But where, like, is he going to play through all back-to-backs? They seem to list him most nights with a probable tag with a knee issue, although they didn't today. So that is something to watch there as well. The 76ers and the Bucks. The Bucks are five and a half point favorites in this game. We know Wes Matthews is out and the undertaker Dwayne Dedman is questionable, although I don't think he'll play for Philadelphia. Chris Middleton should be ready to return after resting last game for the Bucks, And we haven't heard a status on Embiid, but don't be surprised if he appears on the injury report as questionable. For the Sixers, the thing that we want to watch the most here is the starting lineup. Doc Rivers made the change against Dallas, which again, I would question with every fiber of my being why you would make that change against Dallas, but he did it. So if you're going to make that change against Dallas, then Tyrese is definitely going to stick in the starting lineup, would be my guess. So Tangles Maxi, he probably is going to start, and we'll see what his role is. Can he do give us anything that's not scoring? Probably not, but he is really still a strong guy to have. make sure you've held. 
in not in contrast, but in addition to that, D'Anthony Melton was awesome last game. Played good minutes, put up a great line, and that's why we can't ignore him. So we hold on to him, and we see where that goes. I also want to watch PJ Tucker, not because I care in fantasy, but his minutes, if they stay at 21-22, that helps Melton. If he pushes to 30, that hurts. So we sort of want to see how they utilize and deploy PJ Tucker. For the Bucks, I want to see Chris Middleton, who should be back, but what is he going to do minutes-wise? 17, 25, 23, the last three games. Rested on Wednesday. How long until they actually give him 30? I am losing faith that it's coming anytime soon. Not that it matters, because he's producing top 80 value anyway. You'd like more, but it's not like you're going, man, look at these minutes. I have to drop him, because you don't, because he's putting up good numbers. Now, the problem we have here is the Bucks are on a Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back. So Middleton's probably going to play 25 minutes across two days. That is rough. I wouldn't suggest dropping him, but it is really tough to deal with. I also want to watch Punch Bob, Bobby Portis, who played 16 and 17 minutes the last two days, last two games. They were a back-to-back. Was he limited because it was a back-to-back? And if so, will he be limited because it is a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back again? I think Portis is really close to a drop. The reason that you probably wouldn't drop him is because it is a back-to-back coming up here and you get two games here for the price of you know one ad or you know not losing anything. You get those two games in. But everything is trending in a very, very negative direction here for Punch Bob. So we do need to pay attention to his playing time in this game. Today's episode is also brought to you by the GOAT, Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you're looking for a delicious treat, which we all are, but something that's not going to just blow out your calorific budget, Bilt Bar's here for you because they are low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, but high in protein and absolutely high in covered in chocolate because it's 100%. You can't get any higher than that. In fact, some people will tell you, you know, give 110%. It's impossible. You can only give 100. So Bilt Bar gives 100 with their real, co- real chocolate coverings. Simple as that. Now, I've told you in the past, go to built.com and go there. Check out this flavors. Check out all the different offers they have. It's amazing. There's so many good options there. But now, when you're just casually strolling in a Walmart, looking to buy whatever it is you buy in a Walmart, considering I've never been in a Walmart, I'm going to assume you can buy lots of interesting stuff in there. You go down the pharmacy section into the supplements area, and there they are on the shelf. Four bar boxes of Built Bar in the coconut puff flavor, cookies and cream flavor, or double chocolate. But if you're in a Sam's Club, wow, they've ever got even bigger boxes, 13 bars in a box in churro flavor or brownie batter. So go to built.com, order your Built Bars, easy, delivered at your front door. But if you are casually strolling in a Walmart or a Sam's Club, there they are as well. So go to built.com, go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, get your built bar. Built bar is built different. Last game is the Wolves and the Kings. Both of these teams are on a back-to-back. They play Friday. We know Townsie's going to be out. Jalen Noel is listed questionable for Friday. He's sort of in and out of lineups with his knee problem at the moment. But Nikhil Alexander-Walker's pretty much taken his role anyway. Darren Fox said he was going to play, and they officially listed him questionable. So I expect that Fox plays, but just keep an eye on that with the back-to-back. Does he play? I guess he does. And the other one is Rashawn Holmes, who's questionable with an illness, but he's not a part of the rotation anyway. So that doesn't matter all that much. So let's look at streaming. What are we doing on the back-to-back, Saturday, Sunday? There are quite a few teams, quite a few players that we can take a look at here who do have that weekend back-to-back. Dillon Wright, I've already espoused espoused the value of having Dillon Wright on your fantasy team. I've already said, yeah, that there is great value in doing this. Um, But here is a great back-to-back. There are four teams with a back-to-back, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Wizards, and the Bucks. So we're looking at Dillon Wright. 
Look at Zach Collins. Look at Dan Gafford. Tari regular season. KJ Martin. Jeremy Sohan. Denny Avdia and Charles Bassey. To me, they're the best eight back-to-back streams. And you'll notice not one of those players plays for Milwaukee because there's just these guys like Javon Carter. He might have one good game or one stinker. Pat Connaughton might be okay during that time. Uh, Jay Crowder might be okay, but I still think there are definitely eight better options who are available in tons of different leagues that you can add. They're going to have more value than a Bucks random. Now watch, maybe Giannis does sit. That's possible across the back-to-back as well. But they are, they're the four teams, San Antonio, Houston, Washington, and Milwaukee that we look at across that back-to-back. In terms of streaming in just for Saturday, DeLon's at the top of this list. Kyle Anderson still available somehow in over half of leagues. Um, Daniel Gafford, those three are absolute must roster players. And I would throw Tari Eason, the fourth guy in there. Like, yes, they're great streamers for Saturday, but you've got to have them anyway. The next one is Malik Monk, who has down, really dropped off the last two, three games. Still think he's a good streamer, but he's on the fringes. Jeremy Sohan, we just talked about the positives and negatives of his game. Denny Avdia, absolutely not in the must roster territory, but with six games on, he's, he's on the on the list for us. And KJ Martin, KJ Martin is a must roster player. You've got to deal with his bad free throws and he will see a little bit of a reduction in usage with Kevin Porter back. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90% plus. Grayson Allen, Big opportunity for him if they do sit guys across the back-to-back. Torian Prince is a 20-minute-a-night guy. Nikhil Alexander-Walker's playing pretty well, and he's getting solid enough minutes for deeper leagues. Rick Rubio, Jay Crowder, Cody Zeller. Some rebound streaming there in Miami. Isaac Okoro and Dean Wade. That's when you're getting real desperate, but you might be real desperate in deeper leagues, and these guys are available basically everywhere. For points league streaming for Saturday, we've got Zach Collins, Kyle Anderson, Jeremy Sohan, Tari Eason, Dylan Wright, Dan Gafford, Killian Hayes who is a category league ad as well, by the way. He just didn't make my top eight guys there. That's how stacked the waiver wire appears to be for some reason. And Malik Monk. But also just keep an eye out what happens with San Antonio because there could be Devontae Grahams and Malachi Branhams and Blake Wesley's, a whole bunch of guys, Cater Bates-Diop appearing depending on what they do with the injury report. Now let's look at the next four nights because we've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That it takes us out of week 19 into week 20. So where does the schedule, or how does it look? Well, we've got one day of high volume on Sunday with 10 games, and then Saturday, Monday, Tuesday are all low volume days. And there are some players and some teams that we really can pay attention to to get the most out of that. And the teams I'm talking about are Detroit and Philadelphia. Philadelphia has had an elite run of quality games, and it doesn't stop in week 20. Killian Hayes has three low volume days in the next four nights. Just make sure he is rostered. De'Anthony Melton, the same. Three games in the next four nights, all on low volume days. Alec Burks, three games in the next four nights. And you can throw Bagley, Wiseman, Stewart. Those guys are available. Now, the Wiseman and Bagley ones are a little bit up in the air, depending on what happens with the other players. But this is a great schedule opportunity for Pistons and Sixers players. We've also got Dillon Wright. Two quality games in the next four days. Kyle Anderson with two quality games. Daniel Gafford with two quality So not only are they great per minute or per game players, they've also got a pretty solid schedule, right? Anderson and Gafford. Malik Monk's got two low quality games. High quality games, sorry. Low volume days. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and Tari Eason's got two as well. So a lot of the names we're talking about as having good per game value also have favorable schedules. If we just look at the next four days in general, these are all guys, I believe, those top seven, are all top 100 on a per-game basis who are widely available. 
Dylan Wright's got three games in the next four days. We love it. Zach Collins has got two games in the next four days. Kyle Anderson's got two. Now, Contavious Caldwell Pope's available everywhere, but the problem with the Nuggets is they have one game. So I get it if you need to drop him, um, considering they don't play again this week. But just be aware that if you are in a situation where you don't need that extra volume in, KCP is available and should be added. Dan Gafford's got three in the next four. Horton Tucker's got two and Thibault's got two. And they're all top 100 per game guys, I think, over the next four nights. And then you've got Tari Eason sliding in there with three games in the next four nights. And that volume gives him value. So if we have a look at the next um, the next four nights in general, there are five teams that play three games in four nights. The Rockets, the Sixers, the Wizards, the Bucks. And the Pistons play three games in four nights. The only two of those teams, though, that avoid the high-volume Sunday are Philadelphia and Detroit. But five games, five teams, three games in four nights. Houston, Philadelphia, Washington, Milwaukee, and Detroit. So they're the teams that we want to focus on. They're the teams that we're looking to stream in. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.